Hello, my name is Brandon Peterson, and I produce Building Greatness, The Warrior Way. I wanted to apologize ahead of time for some technical difficulties we experienced with the audio this week. We hope it doesn't distract too much, because we are really excited about our guest, legendary women's basketball coach Dan Mara. Thanks for your understanding, and please enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I am joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. We have a very special show today because we've got a guest joining us who is a legend in Northeastern basketball and sports in particular Dan Mara will be joining us a little bit later so keep an eye out for that that will happen very shortly in the meantime we got to get going and we have to start with some of our fast fun sports facts got a lot of them today some pretty interesting stuff here's a really good one and you know we're talking about all sports not just sports that we have at Westcliff but did you know Sean that boxing legend Rocky Marciano who was 49 and 0 and considered maybe the greatest heavyweight of all time invented the fax machine what how about that Are you no oh hell absolutely no. his, his Rocky? Design, yep his design fax machine actually laid the plans for what came later that we know as fax machines believe wow. it or not Rocky Marciano invented the fax machine well that's crazy hey you know what that I, I loved hearing that because you know we're talking about a man who who won a lot but man he took some oh shots. my gosh man, he, he did he fought in the he fought in the pocket right you hey to 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 come up with that concept and and be 49 and oh genius absolutely that takes a lot of forethought right there it's not just hey i wonder if this will work but it, it became of course one of the most important business machines worldwide through the uh, 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s hey. and we still use fax machines a little hey, bit. Hey, I got one for them. Hey, all fax, no emails, baby. Oh, okay. All fax, F-A-X. Yeah, uh, all fax, no emails, baby. All right. Hey, we're talking about some other stuff like, you know how we brought up the state sport of uh, Maryland the other day? Well, yeah, the state, best state ever. Yeah, okay. I found the state sport of Alabama is figure skating. I would have thought it was football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Figure I'm skating? Not, hey, Where? I don't want to take anything away from this. Come on, the state come of on, Alabama. Bama. They got, they got, yeah, they got excellent athletes. They're known for football and a variety of other sports. Their state sport is figure skating. I thought that was interesting. Hey, that uh, sounds a little ass backwards to me. Doesn't that? Doesn't that? That's kind of funny. Um, hey, here's yeah, one. Bama. Here's one I think you can appreciate. Until 1925, up until that time, the NCAA required college football players to study during halftime. Do you wow. think do you think we could impose that on West Cliff Athletics? Yeah, we can study the other players' playbook. Oh, okay, I thought we can do that. Okay, but we, but what kind of study though, Sharon? Be, be well, whatever their specific. whatever their college courses. So, were. so they had. So you're telling me, at halftime, they actually had. Yeah, home. they had to pull out their books and stuff. Get the hell out of <laughs> here. Totally serious. I can't imagine. I mean, they're, Coach, Coach, they're, where's my syllabus? Yeah. Coach, there are, can you read me a bedtime story? 
Yeah, Can you read that, me a bedtime story, Coach? Yeah, now that was just football because there are other sports that have. Oh man, that was man. So they what are they trying to say about football? They were I don't know. They were silly, man. That, hey, we need to come back to that at some point. Well, you know, we've got a mandate two point five. We do. Hey, we don't play around, man. We don't play around. You know, 2.5 is it. GPA, baby. Get it up. Yep. Yeah, you know, most governing bodies, for those that don't know, the NCAA, et cetera, require a 2.0 for athletes to remain eligible to play. But at Westcliff, we require a 2.5. We hold our athletes to a higher standard. Yeah, and most most of the athletes, Sherm, to your point, hover right around 3.0. That is true. That's absolutely true. You know, for academic, you know department so they do a great job shout out to the professors mm-hmm. and and student advisors and academic advisors and people in the two oh, yeah. you know that help us achieve that this it's a team effort but i'm proud of the student athletes that lay it down every oh time. yeah and the, and the term student athlete is relative the word student always comes first so you know Absolutely. no grade no grade no play we, no grade, no play. No grade, no play. Oh, okay, so are you doing Bob Marley? You know, I rapped on the last. Do you remember? <laughs> oh God! When you didn't go, shouldn't have brought that up. To class, and I didn't let you play. <laughs> Is that no grade, no play? Okay, you sound. You sound. You know, it's a, it's uncanny because I know you'd never had one lesson, but you sound just like. <laughs> Hey, you go go to class if you come and play with us. That's all I'm saying. Yep, absolutely. No grade, no play. No, we we have a very high graduation rate at Westcliff. We do. We're going to make. I'm proud of that. that. Oh yeah. Hey, I bet you didn't know this, but the Houston Rockets did not discover until the 14th game of the 84-85 season that their home arena rims were set at nine feet seven inches. (laughs) Actually, five inches. Yeah. What? Yeah. They, they were, knew what was yep, up. They Come on. Hey, they ballers out there. A baller knowing it's not 10 foot. They, they just wanted to act like they were balling at LA Fitness because everybody knows the LA Fitness court that's really low. And that's the one that all the ballers go to and try to be dunking on, posting Absolutely. it on IG. Yep. Every, every baller knows. So don't tell me it took them that long to know that. They knew what was Probably. Up. Did you see the game between Houston, the Rockets, and OKC last night? Or did you I've seen it, man. I, I saw CP3 trying to will the team. I mean, it was it was good, man. But I'm a little nervous for the H-Town team. I mean, they you got, know, I understand that Styles make fights. And, yeah. you know, I know Styles make fights. And, you know, that might have been a tough out for him. But um, the Lakers going to give him some fits. Well, That's all I'm saying. The Lakers have been resting for a week. They, you know, they only had five games to play. Houston had to go through all seven. And they needed a block from James Harden in the last second in order to preserve jury. So now they've been running for seven games. They got Russell Westbrook back, but the Lakers have been resting for a week. So I don't think they can play a part of this. Really? I'm not sure I don't to think be so. honest with you. Well, well, you know no, because everybody just – Yeah, they just yeah, – everybody had, Yeah, I don't think, you know and, – and, you know, I don't think, you know, they got that whole weight of the season like they would have had, you know. But, but to your point, rest is rest, and, and I don't want to negate the fact – that rest is rest, you know, so, but also, you know, the Lakers don't, you know, I don't know, man. Sometimes when they have seven days off, I'm not trying to take a shot at the, the coaching staff, but I don't know if the preparation is the same because here's the deal. Here's the, here's the factor. During this seven days off was the time that they allowed families to come inside the bubble. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't tell me that they were straight. Focused. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's the first time you've seen your, your family, you know, within these seven days, you know, you parlaying, you know, with your significant other, your kids, whatever, 
Um, it is Disneyland still. I'm sure it's some event. I'm sure it's some, you know, equipment's moving that shouldn't be, that it's not televising it. I, I think at that point, you know, that emotional edge, you know, could be still with Houston, maybe locked in because they had to go through a game seven. They didn't get that rest, that mental rest and preparation, you know. So I think they might be sharp. You know, Houston might come out and win game one. Yeah, there's something to be said for the continuity of play without taking any time off because, you know, maybe a guy's got his stroke down or he's got his handle or now he's healthy and they don't want any time off. You know, there's that, there's two schools of thought there. Which well, is, ask Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler said, nobody come see me. Now they 2-0 over top of uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, they took down. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Jimmy Butler looking like a madman, man. Hair need to be cut, everything. <laughs> I know they got barbershops up in there, Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy. That's true. Jimmy Buckets, though, he's, he's one of our favorite players in my household. Like, you talking about a junkyard dog, somebody just go get it. You know, Juco Project, Marquette grad, everything he – he got, he earned. I love that dude. You know, that's the kind of guy that 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 uh, chew on bullets and, and and you know suck down you know gunpowder and, and just blow it out like a dragon. He do. You gotta love those dudes. And you know, he's fired up. I love him. You know what other Marquette grad you just described in the very that? same? That was Dwayne Wade. Oh yeah, D Wade. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know where he was going because Marquette got a couple of guys, but Wade is you know significantly one of their their top creme de la creme guys coming out of Marquette, but arguably could have been one of the best shooting guards, you know, ever if Kobe wasn't around. Yeah, plus he had some knee problems a little later. In yeah, his but career. hey, he'll still dunk on you, though. Come on, Sharon. <laughs> Young D-Wade, quest- Flash, come on, baby. The question is, are you going to be able to dunk on me in our one-on-one game? I don't I, know I don't, why that's a question you you because, you know, I've been at Press Juices, baby. I've been at Press Juices. I've been doing my little squats. I've been walking in the morning. I'm I'm waiting. You know, you lightweight. That's what we call lightweight. Okay, I'm a so, bucket. So you barbecue could, chicken, baby. Okay, so uh, I could play in that new sprint football league, right? One seventy eight. You you can. You a little light in the ass. I ain't lying, but you know we know that. That's why I'm gonna kill you. That's why I'm gonna kill you in the paint. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna body. I go hard in the paint. Okay. You're gonna body up. Bodying up, baby. Okay, this will be interesting. This'll hey, be you know what? I'm bodying up. Why can't you give me a date and a time and a place? For because this? we're trying to be COVID sensitive. Okay. So, okay. But but you keep bringing that up, knowing all the rules, right? You knowing all the rules. Plus, I'm waiting for you to get medically cleared. <laughs> so once you're medically cleared, are you medically then cleared? We can play. Are you medically? I'm medically. Hey, you know when you when you the dean of athletics, you stay medically clear, baby. I thought I thought you knew that. Okay. Hey, I hey I stay ready. I don't so have to, don't get, have to ready. get ready, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm like Ric Flair. Woo, baby. Let's go. Gators on my feet. All right. You're, and I'm stopping on all of these haters. You're off the top rope, aren't you? I'm off the top rope, baby. Okay. That's funny. I love that. All right. Hey, um, you know, there's a lot more we could talk about, but we do have to get to our very, very special guest, Dan Mara. So why don't we go ahead and uh, bring Dan on? Sounds great. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a very special part of our show. We are blessed to have a very well-established gentleman joining us. His name is Dan Mara, and he joins us today from New Haven, Connecticut. Dan, it is wonderful to have you on our show. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. Very happy to be here. Well, the reason we are so excited is because of everything you have accomplished, and we're going to get into your accomplishments shortly, but also because of your relationship with our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Sean, um, you know, there's so much to talk about with Dan today, but let's start off with 
your relationship with him, how you met, and I'm wondering, do you count him as a mentor? Oh, you know what? I count, you know, Dan as family. You know, mentor, um, you know, pretty much second. I mean, of course, you know, all his infinite wisdom, you know, that he passes along to me is is truly appreciated and seeked out by me for sure. But, you know, when I, when I look at Dan, it's family. I mean, um, you know, ever since I met him on that plane, you know, going from Connecticut to Florida, you know, it's been um, it's been blessed and heaven heaven sent, you know, for me. So and my family. So my kids, you know, love to see him whenever we can. I love talking to him whenever I can. And and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's more than just a business with, with me and Dan, for sure. for sure. Were you sitting next to each other and you just discovered that you had a similar interest in sports and you just struck up a conversation? You know, we were on our seats, right? Yeah. Dan, you know, you know, make sure you interject if I'm missing anything. Uh, but, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I had a hoop hall uh, beanie on, right? Toboggan, right? I think, and, I think you had a hat on. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yep. and I think that's where the initiation, you know, started. You know, Dan, is that, am I right on that? Yep. Been at the games the day before i believe it was right and right. you had you had the hat on and i said oh i was at those games and then we started conversing and i think we were diagonal i think i had to like lean back to oh talk yeah to yeah okay you know i'm a big dude so i know i claimed the aisle seat i knew that part i i didn't know exactly how close but you know i know i try to get those aisle seats anytime i can get them um you know to stretch out or whatever but yeah it was it was one of the the, the best conversations that i had um right on time um you know, for me, I wouldn't be sitting here um, doing this podcast or being a part of the athletic program if it wasn't from that conversation that I had with Dan. You know, building greatness wouldn't even been in existence because at that point, um, you know, I had already decided I wasn't going to do this thing. And, um, you know, and Dan's, you know, you know, just had me look uh, at this opportunity from a different light. And with his uh, insight and his candidness and, and genuine conversation of just caring for one human being at that point because we didn't have a relationship we were just talking and conversing and and getting to know each other it was just great you know human beings like yourself man that that actually changed my my life and my trajectory and and i'm glad that i've been able to be a part of the sports community and and actually um you know hopefully i'm transforming some young um men and young women's lives through through sports you know, for these last 16 months, you know, since they've been under my leadership, um, you know, you take it home at night, you know, and I know you can relate to that. And you, you hope that you are providing the best service for them um, because it is an opportunity with an expiration date. And um, I'm very, very uh, aware of that. So so hopefully I'm doing a good job and I hope you're proud of me. I'm very proud of you. You're doing a, you're doing a great job. I, I think the, probably the, the nugget that I gave you that day was that, how precious these jobs are right and how right. when you have an opportunity to have one you should not walk away from it unless it's has to happen that if there's a way to make it happen that you you try to you do your best to stay with it and, and i know you're imparting that to all your athletes so i'm, I'm glad that, it, that it's worked out well and obviously the, the university is benefiting from all you're doing for them no i, I appreciate that and and that was the golden nugget. I, look, that's the nugget you don't cash in. You just keep with you. So that's 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 definitely a gem. Um, yeah, but definitely. And, and it was funny because my son Deshaun was on the flight, but I think he was up further up. I don't know. Where he was he in was. first class, I think. Yeah, I think he was yeah. in first class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of trending first class too, man. You know, 
Yeah, yeah. I think he was in first class and just left, left us to economy, right? We just had a baggage claim or whatever. But, um, yeah, he was on that flight, too, and Dan got a chance to meet, you know, Deshaun then. And at that point, it was funny. Um, we had just came from New York. And he had just took the test, you know, and he didn't even know if he uh, actually um, – you know, passed it or not for, you know, to be an agent in the NBA. So we kind of talked about that, but that was a part of that uh, trip that we went Mm -hmm. through. So we went to New York first and then I met my family at the hoop hall, you know, to see Dom play. So it was really a significant event for my family, you know, just from a transformation from me being a dad, taking my son, my middle son to New York for the first time. He was, you know, trying to, um, you know, do something in his career, you know, for the first time. And so it, it's, it was memorable all the way through. So it, it was it was really a good, you know, think about it now. And then, it was a really good weekend. You know, it was a really good week. You know, that was, yeah. you know, met, met good people, met, got a chance to, you know, do a lot of great things. So it was it was very pivotal, you know, in, our, in, in my family's uh, um, time frame there. So I'm glad you could be a part of that. And I'm glad to call you family now. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really happy that it worked out. And if you recall, when we were talking in baggage claim, I told you that I was waiting for this call from this collegiate sprint football league that they, they were having a AD meeting and they, I, they needed to talk to me afterwards. Remember, I had to walk away. Right. From, yeah, I remember and, that. And it took a, took a year for that to come to fruition, but it but that also worked out. So we're all doing some important stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're the new commissioner for that, and um, that is huge. You know, that's a huge deal. And I didn't even remember that it took a year until you, you you know, recalled, you know, that, that conversation. I was like, a year had transferred, you know, it went so fast. But you got it done. Got it done. Took, took a while. Took a, took a lot of convincing because you got, most people don't know, but the Collegiate Sprint Football League, it's 10 schools, but you've got two service academies, Army, Navy. You've got two Ivy Leagues. Uh, Penn and Cornell, and you got six Division II schools. So it's hard to get them all on the same page because they come at it from totally different viewpoints. Right. So it took right. a while for them to, because this is a whole new concept for them to have a a commission, a real commissioner, an outsider as commissioner, as opposed to just someone on a staff at one of the member schools. So it took a while for them to realize what a great idea that was. Hey, they picked the right man to get it done. So, yeah, you know, I'm I'm here to tell you. So, Dave, you know, Sherm Dog, hey, Dan's one of the best, man. Yeah, I can tell. He's got, he wears a lot of hats. So uh, as I'm reading about you, Dan, you're not just the commissioner. I'm going to ask you a little bit about the Sprint Football League because I, I'm not familiar with it. Is it full pads as it's an example football, or football. is it more like, oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's football, football. The only, okay. the only difference is there's a weight limit, 178 wow. pounds. That's the is only the, Is the least or the most you can weigh? Is the most. The most. Ah, that's why the Sprint. I get it. Okay. Man, that sounds exciting. And uh, well, when did they have they started play? What when is their schedule? We're on hold right now until the spring. Got it. Okay. All right. I'm sure everybody's fired up to get back out there. You're also the commissioner of the Central Atlantic Collegiate uh, mm-hmm. Conference. Is that yep. correct? That is correct. How many hats are you wearing right now? Well, those are the only two real. You know, I've got the CACC. Right. I've got the, the Collegiate Sprint Football League. Uh, I'm involved with – I'm the chair of the NCAA Student Athlete Reinstatement Committee okay. for Division Two. I'm the uh, vice chair of the Division Two Commissioners Association. I'm sure there's maybe a couple other things. Yeah. I'm a dad. 
Okay. Uh, hey, he's a super dad. Don't let him fool you. He's a super dad. He on the super dad list. And, and he's a yeah. Hall of Famer, Sherm. We got a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're on Not our just way there. once, though. Not just once. Not you know, twice. Multiple. Not three times, four times. A four-time Hall of Famer. We'll explain what we mean here in just a little bit. Man. How many kids, Dan, how many kids do you have? Just the one. But okay. that's enough. <laughs> okay. Now, let me ask you a little bit about your interaction with Sean. Um, you know, I, I know that he mentioned your family, but um, how have you advised him professionally? I know this, you know, you, were, you said you were speaking with him when the Westcliff opportunity was coming up, and Sean has mentioned you in the greatest of light. So what took place? How have you mentored him, I guess you might say? Well, I answered his questions on the, on the plane. He had, he had some questions about, intercollegiate athletics and he just tried to tap into my experience a little bit and I told him told him what I thought because I mean I think I was the right guy to talk to probably because I don't think there's anything better than a career in intercollegiate athletics I think it's like it's nirvana to me and so when he was talking about maybe walking away from it I think I gave him a whoa 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 let's let's take it take this a little slower yeah uh, no doubt <laughs> yeah, okay, he, was so, like, he was like basically he was like are you crazy <laughs> you okay, know I'm gonna throw so, you no, off the plane you got a better chance <laughs> for me throwing you off the plane than ever seeing a job like that again so he, he, he really uh, got my attention for sure so this is all your fault Dan I'm pointing the finger at you now <laughs> you it's, it's actually, on my resume it's one of my okay. accomplishments alright <laughs> so you actually talked Sean into staying and not walking away I don't know if he was staying. I don't know if he's actually had no, officially I, gotten there yet. I think he yeah, was in the, the process. No, but I mean yeah. staying in intercollegiate sports, staying the course yes. of what he wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And since that time, obviously you've stayed in touch because here we are 18, 19 months later, and mm -hmm. we're at a whole different horizon for Westcliff Athletics. And so over the last 18 months, what advice have you given him? sporadic things he'll ask me things about um recruitment or retention um you know i think i i gave him a couple of vendors that we work with through the conference that maybe right. that maybe might work well for for westcliff uh you know just any anything any, you know any anything and everything i there's not there's he's an expert in a lot of fields there's not a lot i can really help him with but i just i just come up with every a point here or there just to when he asks Hey, sure. The, the answer to your question, here it is. Like, so, you know, when we have somebody like Kyle Culver or, you know, one of those three court, three port specialists hit the, you know, take that shot, we just call it cash. You know, that's this money. So whenever I call Dan, it's money. All right. It's money. It's money in the bank. I know that he's going to give me the, the right information. He's going to be candid about it. He's not going to sugarcoat it. He's going to let me have it uh, the way it needs to be had. And then, you know, he gives me the free will to, to take what I want, you know, from it. And and that's what you want. I mean, and I know if it comes from him, it's coming from good soil. So it can, you know, it can grow. So, you know, he, he's in my top connections. If I'm trying to make a major move on anything, I'm going to make sure I, I double back around and, 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 and consult Dan about it, you know. And that's just because I got a high level of respect. And, you know, the, the same thing would be outside of athletics. You know, um, if I felt like it's something that I need, you know, from man to man from him, I feel comfortable with, you know, calling him for those things, too, because, you know, I hold him in high regard, you know, and I got a chance. He got a chance to come to Dom's games when he was 
out here in Anaheim. You know, I went and scooped them up, and we 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 ate at Pachanga, had a good time, and and um, it was short. I think I fell asleep on the way back to the hotel, like I always do. <laughs> so th that means the food was good, Dan. That means the food was pretty. Food was good. good. Food was good. But your wife was your wife was a good driver and a good conversationalist, and right, you didn't right. snore too loud. I didn't snore too loud, right? You know, so you know that's so he's family, you know, Sherm, but. If I'm gonna make a major move, you you best believe, you know, I'm I'm calling coach. You know, I'm calling Dan 100. percent Okay. Like, now here's here's my question, Dan. This is fairly important. Since you're part of the family, and I've gotten the chance to know you now, when I'm not saying if, but when this will eventually happen, Sean Harris and I have a spirited discussion where we don't see eye to eye. Can I reserve the right to call you to ask for your advice on how to handle Sean Harris? <laughs> you, you certainly can. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's good to know because I'll tell you what, I should have, I would have needed that advice over the last 18 months. I'll start with it now and I'll go forward and take it in the future. I wish I had this 18 months ago, but thank you very much for uh, your open invitation. Well, at least you survived. So you survived the first 18 months. You're good now. Yeah. I took a couple of punches and I'm still standing. So uh, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that. Now, you know what? I want to get into some of your accomplishments, Dan, if we can, because you're a member of four different halls of fame. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Um, that's unprecedented. You know, if you get into one hall of fame, it's special Two, Yeah. But I don't know anybody who's in even three, let alone four. Um, you were inducted into the Mitchell college athletic hall of fame in 1998. And, you know, obviously, in order to get into a Hall of Fame, you've got to have some accomplishments. What did you accomplish there at Mitchell? I was inducted for my for my basketball. I'm a graduate. I was I graduated from school. Uh, okay. But um, I, I believe I was inducted for my my coaching of the women's basketball team there. I mean, I did a lot of things. I was there for 19 years uh, as an employee, but uh, I, I think it was based upon uh, being the women's basketball coach. Excellent. Okay, you're. You seem to be very prominent in a variety of sports, in particular, women's basketball in the Northeast. Is that right? I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was involved. What do you mean you guess? What is your overall record as a head coach for women's basketball? He never lost, sir. I don't think so. The only time he lost is when he got snowed in. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know you're trying to be humble. I know, Dan, you're trying to be humble, but I think you've got one of those records, not unlike Gino Ariyama. The numbers are similar. Isn't that, isn't that true? It's crazy. That's probably it true. Is. Yeah. 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 289 Bravo. and 16. Okay. There's 289 <laughs> and 16. That's unheard of in any sport. That's unbelievable. How many, well, that, that must've led to state championships. How many of those did you have? Ten, uh, regional championships. We won oh, okay. 10, New, 10, 10 New England championships. Oh my goodness. And that's just in a row, in a row, Dan, in a yeah. row. In a row, yeah. See, 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 that's what you miss in there, Sherm. See, that's one thing of the, the difference between, you know, a superstar and a legend consecutively, right? So in a row, okay? So, hey, you know, what, what can we say? You know, coach, I mean, it doesn't get no better than that. I mean, that is folklore we're talking about now. We're talking about, you know, campfire stories. You know, do you remember when you just took over a decade? You know, to be able just to take over a decade, not a year, Sherm, you know, and you, you trying to get there, Sherm, but it's okay. That's another story. But not a year, Sherm, you know, a whole decade of greatness consecutively. It was no one better doing it than this man right here. So, I mean, hats go off to you. I mean, it's I don't have a no words in the dictionary that, that you know, that's that's. 
that's revolutionary stuff right there. That's transformational. That's everything you can think about, you know, you want to put on there um, that's actionable. Because in order for what one thing I like about that so much, Dan, just knowing you and it's continuous improvement. That means you had to look yourself in the mirror each year and reevaluate yourself and said it wasn't good enough. And that's hard to do daily, you know, to say, hey, it's not good enough. You know, how can I get better? How can I, you know, achieve to be better? And and I know you don't have an ego. And I know, you know, we all prideful, you know, everybody has pride, but in, in glass houses and everything. But to be able to uh, check that, you know, and, and do what's right, you know, consecutively in all the lives you, you touch, because I know, you know, th- those are results. I know you care about the, the process and I know you care about, how you get there, you know, and all the other stuff, you know, just knowing you and in, in, in your integrity and everything you stand for, man, to have that byproduct be 10 consecutive. Amazing. Amazing. How, how does that make you feel, you know, every day knowing that you achieve that? Yeah, well, it was, I mean, obviously it was very important, you know, that, 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 that we do well and that the student athletes succeed academically and athletically and, and all those, all those things. Uh, the things that I take pride in, uh, 28, 289 and 16, obviously, is impressive. And uh, when I left, we, had, we were on a 223-game regular season winning streak. Wow. <laughs> but, oh, my God. But, oh. but the important thing to me is that the kids graduated. You know, and it was a junior college, so they, they, they went on to four-year schools. Um, you know, we had a lot of kids go D1. We had people play in the WNBA or play professionally in Europe, you know, so we were able to take student athletes who for whatever reason, a junior college was a good option for them and, you know, mold them a little bit and really uh, help them to be successful in their time. And I, I think the thing that, that I take real pride in besides from, from the basketball perspective is that we never got upset. You know, we never went into a game and we were supposed to win and lost. Wow. You know, that, well, you know, let me Just ask come, you, come, come ready ask to play. You a question. After, after you've won, say, 30, 40, 50 games in a row, you're going to be the favorite every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how many – who else – you won how many in a row? 223 straight regular season games? That's correct, yeah. And, that, and then you, and you left there, and you left with that winning streak intact. Is that right? Yeah, I got out while the getting was good. Oh, I see. Okay. I gave that to somebody else. Hey, okay. hey, well, look, rightfully so, but – you know, let me let me paint this picture a little bit more. You know, coach to Sherm Dog, because you know Sherm Dog, you 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 cover the show. He's he's our loser of the bunch here, so he's not understanding. I think he kind of only until our one-on-one you know, game. Then I will be the winner. You know, he, he kind of missed a nugget. Oh, we got to invite Dan. We're gonna Sean. Sean has challenged me to a one-on-one basketball game. Dan, you got to come. I, I don't know right. if I challenged you or just told you I was just gonna beat you i don't know how it came about but <laughs> I, i'm not gonna back down and i stand by all all the things that i said so you will lose but anyway let me get back to this point here sherm because you missed this okay he said that his preparation right was his biggest accomplishment like far as they never lost a game that they shouldn't have lost you know or won or you know like his, his preparation was just flawless like they prepared themselves each and every time. So that means it was zero, zero every time they went out. So to your point, I, you know, Sherm, I hear you because that's what losers just don't realize. Like you got to reset the clock. So this champion told you that 
they went out 0-0. They forgot about the other game. And they came into each game prepared, which is huge. And, and, and it's really, really a testament of great leadership, Dan. And that's what we're trying to teach our student athletes, you know, now. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. You have to have a short memory. We have all these cliches, but to actually execute it is is impressive, you know. And and what are some of the things that you did to make sure you stayed that sharp, you know, because I talk about, you know, you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That's that same mentality. What did you do with your teams and yourself first? Because it starts with you, coach. It starts with you. How do you walk in a building knowing I just whipped 221 and I'm about to go get 222, 222 today? How did you reset that that mental state to get yourself and your players there you know, to, to have that same attitude? Well, it starts day one. It starts day one. You know, we, they, they say that a basketball season is a, is a marathon, not a sprint. Right. But I think if you can sprint through the marathon, you're going to win it every wow. time. Wow. That's, a, that's, so, that's huge. Coach, can you say that one more time? You said sprint I said through that. the marathon? Yeah. Um, they say it, they try to tell you, you know, in order, I think they're trying to say, take it easy. It's a long season, right? Well, that it's a marathon. Well, yeah, that's true. It is a marathon. It's from, you know, school starts till end of March. So it's a marathon. But if you can sprint to that marathon, you're going to win when everybody else is jogging, right? Right. So, right. you know, we, we never played big games. Because if you play big games, that means that some games are small games. Right. And if, if, you're, if you tell your team, okay, we've got a big game today. Well, what are you telling them? You tell them that okay, big game Saturday. Well, Tuesday's not doesn't mean a darn thing, right? Right. So I mean, every game's a big game, you know. And and I would tell them the first day of practice, look, if whether we're practicing here today or at the end of March we're playing for the national championship, we need the same level of intensity. There's no difference between what we do here today on October 15th and what I expect you to do in the national tournament or in the New England tournament or what the league tournament, whatever it might be. What, what you're giving me today, I want to be the same level as if they're going to hand us a trophy and we're going to cut down nets at the end of practice. Wow. That's huge. That, that's huge. And, and, and for yourself, I mean, you know, you're going in with your contemporaries, your peers, you're walking in the gym. You're a legend at this point. You know, the gym moves. It's like an earthquake, you know, that we call you a big well. You know, you come in, everybody knows, you know, that's that's Dan, baby. He about to, to get another one. And, and let me tell you, I've got a chance to see the rings up close, and they and they look good. They look good. They, they, the Hall of Fame rings, man, uh, huge. Love them. You know, but how did you humble yourself and not get, up, get caught up in your own hype and success? Yeah, I, I just go to work every day. Uh, you know, I just go to work every day. I've, I got a job to do and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And um, the accolades, you know, that, that's great. You know, I, 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 well, I don't have them on today, but sometimes I wear the Hall of Fame rings and, you know, that, they're important to me. It means, it means a lot to me, but, but that was for afterwards. That was for when all the counting was done. That, right. that wasn't for when, when we were still playing. Um, I, I know that as, when I started as an assistant coach at Mitchell, we were 1-18 our first year. Wow. And, and we won our last game of the year. And I'll, that was a great win because we were 0-18. And, 18. and we, we won our last game. I was like, man, this is, this is tremendous. I love that feeling. So that's right. when we really started working. And 
it wasn't so much that I really wanted to win, but I really didn't want to lose. You know, and there's, only, there's only one option, and that's to win, right? I didn't want to walk out of that gym saying, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Right. I, I wanted everything, put everything on the line every game, you know, and, and don't, don't have any pride in, hey, this is how we're, we're going to play. If the game plays out a different way and you need to make an adjustment in the middle of the game to win that game, you make that adjustment. Right. You know, whether it's playing the kid that, that you haven't been playing or changing the pace of the game or whatever. And I mean, cause I'm not going to tell you that I'm a basketball genius, but I, I figured out some things. Right. You know, right. And, I, and I was able, and I was able to connect the game. Everything was connected. So, you know, what offense flowed into defense, um, you know, so we had junior college kids. We didn't want them to do too much thinking and playing at the same time. We wanted them just to play. Right. You know, t- take advantage of their skills. So we didn't make yeah. it too complicated. Well, it sounds like you, you knew your personnel, Sherman. And, and, and Sherman, before you, you, you get into another topic, you know, I just want to make this uh, clear, um, especially with us having building greatness. And um, what I'm hearing from coaches you know, having a growth mindset, you know, being able to adjust and make adjustments on the fly and, and knowing your personnel. And, but the, the, what ties it all together for me is in order for you to do all of those great things, you know, kids are bought into the, 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 the process they believe in and coach, and it's a phenomenal culture there. And, um, and this is a way of life now, you know, you don't win that many times, consecutively if that doesn't become a lifestyle you know coach how did you make that a lifestyle not just for you but for your student athletes because in this process coach you're losing people every couple years naturally just through the transition of you know juco or community college to four-year institutions but you never let you know your expectations you know that, you know, get low, you, you kept the same intensity, you kept the same culture, because we're talking about 10 years in a row. You didn't have players for 10 years straight. So how did you make sure you didn't drop off? And I know you recruited well, but I mean, but still you got to implant that mindset of how to and want to. How did you keep that going? How you keep that train going? It's a challenge at the, particularly at the junior college level because, you know, when you talk 10 years, that's five complete generations of student athletes, right? With kids, with the students playing for, for two years at a clip. So it's a turnovers, turnovers part of it. In a good year, you lose half your team uh, to graduation. So um, I think, well, first, it was a total person concept. It, it wasn't, we're here to play basketball. It was, gotcha. you know. How's your family? How's, how's your roommate? What's going on? You know, what'd you eat today? You know, uh, because I learned a long time ago that uh, players don't care what you know until they know that you care. Gotcha. You know, so made a, made a big point of that about knowing about their lives and, you know, remembering their name or what, whatever it might be. Just so, because I mean, they're 18 years old. A lot of them are away. We were a residential school. So they're, they're away from home for the first time. You know, it's a, it's a unique experience for them. And, you know, you, you realize that you're really important. You, you can't underestimate the importance of the coach in their life. Because I used to tell them, look, I'm your best friend on campus because I'm always going to tell you what I think. Um, you know, 
your, your roommate, you ask your roommate a question, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what, what you need to hear. Great. Great point. Sure. Yeah, you know, um, for those that are not doing the math, 289 and 16 is a 950 winning percent. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. But, you know, I, I want to make an interesting point. That first year you were an assistant, you said you were 1 in 18. Kudos to your athletic director for <laughs> – you know, no, no, you know what? If the, There's something to be said for recognizing the development of student-athletes rather than just what the record holds. And, you know, Sean, you've always said that to us as well. Plenty of times you said, I don't care what the score is. You know, are we building greatness? And, and that, you know, be phenomenal or be forgotten. And so along the same lines, it takes the management a second to be able to assess and understand what they have in their resources and their assets, rather than just saying, you know, uh, one in 18 is not good enough, you're gone. And shortly thereafter, you turned it around, right? And all of a sudden, you've got a 950 winning percentage and 10 consecutive championships. So, you know, you're, you did a great job, obviously, and it continues this day because you're in other halls of fame. I mean, you're also in the New England Basketball Hall of Fame. You were inducted in 2003 and the NJCAA Basketball Hall of Fame in 2008 and the Connecticut, Connecticut Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. You were inducted in 2019. What is the next Hall of Fame for you? Well, I know. I don't know. I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath reciting all your commissioner hall of fame. I don't know what it's called, but but it's yours right now. I don't know what it's called. But I'm sitting here. I'm in the CACC Hall of Fame as as we as we talk. You can see I got the the sign behind me. Now I don't know if there'll be another one. Hey, four is enough for any man. Four is enough for any man, and and I'm pleased with all of them. I, it's it's a great honor. Well, what's uh? Do you have a, a singular focus on anything? Because as we mentioned at the top, you're wearing many hats, and I would imagine a lot of your um, uh, a lot of your energy is now being poured into the Sprint Football League. Is that your next great endeavor? No, no. I, the the uh, the CACC is still the the okay. primary. Um, I mean, because obviously, you know, it's a bigger it's a bigger deal. We've got 16 sports, 16 championship sports. We have got 14 institutions. And, and we deal with things from top to bottom, like, you know, with the presidents, with the athletic directors, the SWAs, the FARs, the SIDs, the athletic trainers, the student athletes, uh, whereas the football league is more, everybody, everybody in that league is a member of another conference as their main conference in, in, in other sports. That's the only sprint football conference in the country. Yeah, that was, so, I, I'm unfamiliar with sprint football. So when I saw that, I thought, wow, so this is the only one did you find it difficult getting it up and going or was it already going when you took over? It's actually been in existence since 1934. Oh goodness. Okay. It's, it's, um, it is, it was previously called lightweight football. Hmm. Uh, and a number of the Ivy leagues had it. A lot of the Eastern schools had it. Like when you hear that Bob Kraft of the New England Patriots played football at Columbia, he didn't play big boy football. He, pl- he played lightweight football. Ah, got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I believe Jimmy Carter played at the Naval Academy. Oh, okay. Played, played lightweight football there. So there's a, there's it has a long history, uh, mostly in the Ivies and in the with the service academies. Yeah, but you know, coach, I, I probably could have played, you know, in middle school, but I think I I was passing. <laughs> I swear I was going to go on my way there. You know, maybe sixth grade, that. maybe sixth or seventh grade. I don't know if I would have made it eighth grade though. Uh, I think I was done. <laughs> we might we might be able to condition you. 
We could maybe put you through some drills, change your diet a little bit. We can make some adjustments. You know, I think, you know, when I came out of boot camp in Marine Corps, I might have been, you know, right around there. Um, but that, that was only for a hot minute. That was a hot minute. And I was, I was, I was a fork away from being out of there. So, so the, uh, that's probably the closest I've been in the last so 20 you're, years. You're saying the food in Marine Corps is that good? Hey, you know, the food in Marine Corps is not not bad at all. You get used to it with the MREs. You just get used to having very little. But one of the best organizations I've ever been a part of, you know, was was in the military, the camaraderie and and you know, just you know, serving the country and and the, and the brotherhood that you, you know, I haven't found anything closer than that. But athletics, you know, when you think about that that community, uh, tying that together. But um, yeah, most Marines would say I'm lying about the food because you. Know, so we was always looking for like the Air Force Chow Hall or, or somewhere else to eat because when you're in the military, you get the bottom of the bottom. We just make it work, you know, saying and, um, you know, so that's kind of kind of what it is. I mean, you know, we got a saying that, you know, um, everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, you know, but us, you know, Marines will do it for you. You know, we're the, we're the tip of the spear. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if I seen you said 187, 178. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen 178 <laughs> well, for, for 30 years. You know, I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure of that. That's funny. Well, hey, Dan, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Will you come on another time, some other time? Sure. Oh, that would be sure. great. Hey, again, ladies and gentlemen, we had today a very special guest that is Dan Mara, a member of four different halls of fame. He is the current commissioner of the um, Collegiate Sprint Football League and also the Central Atlantic Collegiate conference going on ahead of you well we thank you very much for coming on and certainly hope to have you on again soon thanks for your time today no problem thank you coach all right we'll talk thank to you, you mr harris hey you know it's, it's it's my pleasure i'm telling you it's my pleasure to have you it's good seeing you man. good seeing you good seeing you all right, all right. i'm at to tell i'm at to tell the kids that i got you yeah, on I, I snagged you on here Definitely. So, uh, but but everybody's doing good, and um, I told them we were gonna have you on, and everybody told me to tell you hi. Very good. So yeah. they was they was happy. I know we'll connect soon. Um, I don't know what this bubble's gonna look like for college, but if we're in New York, um, I'll let you know. I know Dickie yeah. V staying coming up in December. So. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. So hopefully that happens. I know that's pretty close to you. Oh, very close. Yeah, you tell the dominator that I'm following. Him, so. <laughs> okay, I sure will. I sure him. will. Yeah, no no right. doubt about it. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. All right, you have a good one. You too. Thanks, everybody. And that's going to do it for our show today. Of course, a big thank you goes out to my co-host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the guy who makes us look and sound really good, and that, of course, is our sound engineer, Brandon Peterson. Thank you, Brandon. Me? I am uh, your co-host, David Shermet. And please don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast, and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics, and we thank you for your support. Get my cash right, cause I spent it all last night, said I'm good to go, only if the bag right, hit it then you know I gotta do the dash right, told her how I'm living, welcome to the fast Get my cash right, cause I spent it all last night, said I'm good to go. Living on the road, let's go take a trip